Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. It's wintertime. When temperatures go down, the likelihood goes up that your furnace and other appliances go down with them. So don't risk a costly replacement. Stay comfortable with coverage on the appliances you depend on most with the Service Guard Appliance Repair Program from Black Hills Energy. It's peace of mind in a plan. Visit blackhillsenergy.com slash sign up to learn more. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Coach Steve Show podcast. We had football, college football, on a Thursday night. The Illinois Fighting Illini got to play Chattanooga during a Thursday night game. Uh, you know, it wasn't MAC action. It wasn't MAC action. It was Illinois, and there was a couple of games on Thursdays. This has been happening due to scheduling with refs, uh, TV deals and everything, but I think it's been mainly with the refs. Um didn't get to do an Illinois preview versus Chattanooga. You know, life's been pretty crazy, but we're going to do this Illinois recap versus Chattanooga. Uh, Illinois got the big 31 to nothing win, um, even though it was against an FCS team. It's still a big win. It's still a confidence win, especially of how they won, um, and especially where the Illinois program has been. You know, you take any wins as you can get, um, especially of how the defense played and the offense finally started to open it up. Um, receivers were getting open. We were, you know, running the ball well that we always do, passing the ball much better, um, doing things that you would hope the Illini football would start doing, taking steps forward. Um, this gets the Illinois to three and one, even though they should be four and zero. Oh. Three wins away from a bowl game, which is one of their goals uh, in this program. Uh, but we're going to talk about the game. Uh, make sure you like, hit the like button, subscribe button on the YouTube channel. Follow me at Coach underscore Steve seventy two on Twitter. Um, to be a part of the podcast, just send me a message to come on and talk some sports. It doesn't have to be football or anything, just talk sports in general. Um, make sure you're following right in, in, on iTunes and Apple. It goes a long way to rate it there. So if you do that for me, it goes a long way. Uh, check out the Belly Up Media Network at bellyupsports.com. Check out podcast blogs and everything there uh, for everybody, not just sports. Um, so let's dive into this Illinois versus Chattanooga game. The Illini uh, come in after a bye week, even though a bye week you would play on Saturday. So they, you know, they try to play this Saturday, but they play a Thursday night, but they had a bye week. 
coming in to play Chattanooga on a Thursday. Um, Chattanooga came into the game 3-0, and and I know they're an FCS team. But the way the year has been going in college football, you cannot just look at a team and say, okay, this this Power 5 team, uh, you know, Illinois is trying to get to the top. They're trying to move up in the Power 5 of this is what they think when they hear Big 10. Illinois has been down for a couple years, so Coach Brent Bielma is trying to get them up there. With his recruiting, he's getting them there. Their social media presence, I think, has been better. Um the coaches have been more vocal. They've been around the whole state of Illinois and the way they're making themselves known and um, the relationships being built. So I think they're fine. They're going to start moving up. But the way the year's been going, you can't look at a big time conference team of like the Big Ten and looking to play an FCS school and say, that's going to be a win. No. Even though App State's Division One, they're a smaller Division One. they go going to beat Texas A&M. Other FCS schools have gotten the wins. And Chattanooga's pretty good. They were picked to do pretty well this year. Uh, they were taking those steps forward, and they have CS to do very well. And so this was not going to be one of those, hey, we're just going to come in and win. They came in and beat Wofford. They beat my Eastern Illinois Panthers 38-20. to They beat North Alabama 41-14. to um, They are not a pushover type of team. Coach Bielma talked about it. They came in. They want to run the football um, against them, so they knew their defense was going to have to stop the run. And I think the pressure, not the pressure, but the awareness of knowing that on offense, yes, they're going to run the football. Running the football is not going to be the issue. The issue is the receivers getting open, finding the receivers, being a lot more dynamic on offense that goes along with the run game because they're not going to sacrifice that. But Chattanooga is not a pushover team. Even looking back to last year, um, they played close with even Kentucky, who people, you know, last year Kentucky was really good and people are really high on Kentucky. They lost Kentucky 28-23 last year. They beat North Alabama. They beat Western Carolina. They beat East Tennessee State. They even beat Samford, who's a great football program. They beat Furman. They beat Wofford. Um... They had a close game with the Citadel. They had a close game with Mercer, who goes on and plays Alabama. They play all those teams. Um, so in their own right, in these football programs with these teams, in their own right, they're a good football team. Um, there's there's nothing telling me that they're not a good football team. Now, again, I understand, and we all get it. This isn't beating Ohio State. But where the Illinois football program has been, a win's a win, and – how you win. Now, if this was a 31-27 to game, this would be a little different. This is what they're supposed to do. And where the Illinois football program has been, this is not maybe something you hear. Oh, but they're supposed to win 31 to nothing. And it's not necessarily, excuse me, 31 to nothing because at zero, yeah. But did Chattanooga get some yards? Did they march all the way down the field and we just held them to a red zone stop? They had like, I think they had two or three explosive plays. But it's how the defense just clamped down. It's how fast the defense was moving. It was getting pressure from the D-line. It was the sacks poking the ball out. Uh, it was watching the receivers get open. It was watching them make moves. It was watching that offensive line start to take even more steps forward of getting better. And it was seeing a quarterback that can get them the ball, the receivers the ball, where they need to. 
and being confident to stand in the pocket, which Illinois has not had in a very long time. Uh, no offense to Art Statowski or any, you know, Brandon Peters because they've, you know, Art Statowski transferred here. Brandon Peters transferred to Illinois, decided to stay and try to give what he could to Illinois, which you have to respect. But at the end of the day, uh, DeVito can stand in the pocket and deliver the ball way better than those guys. He's athletic to where he can shift around in the pocket, and defenses have to understand that and respect that. Chase Brown helps take some load off of that, but then you have receivers making plays, which makes gives DeVito more confidence in throwing them the ball. So you started to see that throughout the season, but that was one of the things in the season, especially after their last game, um, one of the things that, that I wanted to see more of was, can the receivers start to get open? Um, you know, Wyoming, they really relied on the run game. Indiana just didn't finish the game. They are literally a drive on offense away from winning the game or a drive on defense uh, winning that game to be 4-0. Virginia, after that game, I said, you know, we have to start to see these receivers get open. We have to start seeing them make moves and plays to help out the run game, and then it opens up even more for Chase Brown because everybody's just going to focus on him. And they focus on him, and the receivers can get open and do their thing. Now you're really putting teams in a bind as the season goes on to who they're going to stop, how they're going to play you. They don't have you all figured out. Um, the frustrating part for Illinois is they should be 4-0, and I'm probably going to say that a couple more times as this goes on, and I know that's bothering Coach Bielman's staff because sitting at 4-0 to get to that bowl game, they want to win every game. But if you're 4-0, you know, the coach staff saying, okay, you know, we won two more games, we're in the bowl game, and then we won a couple more, that's icing on top of the cake, and then we move on. You know, into the year next year, and we could start really uh, getting better and start to make some noise and beating a lot of Big Ten teams. Um, but last night, the biggest, big, big thing that stood out probably for a lot of people um, was just how suffocating the defense was to Chattanooga. Uh, it was very fun to watch, and dating back to the Virginia game last year. I said that's when the defense really started to wake up and take a turn. And you're seeing a defense just fly around and be confident. You're seeing them, first of all, I have to say to the defensive line, they fire off the ball, they're very good at getting extension from the offensive line, and they're very good at their pass rush moves uh, to get to the quarterback, and they're very good at squeezing the pocket to force him up the middle and their two interior linemen or their nose and their tackle if they or their end if they slant him in are very good at when he gets sucked up to make the play up the middle. Uh, their linebackers are very good at flowing. And again, you're seeing Illinois start to be more in that 3-4 look that I've talked about before that Coach Bielema really likes to do. Um, Coach Walters is a 4-2-5 at Missouri. They're marrying it together in coverages. They are getting into a four-man look. And then sometimes you're seeing five because they're walking the two linebackers down. You're seeing a lot of that. You're seeing a lot of different fronts, which is putting offenses in more of a bind when you're wondering when they're going to hop out on their four-man front, when they're going to stay in their three-man front. Maybe you can figure it out. Maybe Illinois just changes it every single week. Okay, this is what we were doing. Now we're going to do this. Because you have two coaches that understand that this is kind of where they want to go. 
3-4 and the 4-2-5 are very similar, in my opinion, to what you can do in coverage-wise. Um, you could send one linebacker, and it does become the 4-2-5, 4-3 principles. So you're seeing a lot more of those type of looks with Illinois. And you saw you were seeing stunts up front. You were seeing hard slants. You were seeing suffocation. And then you were seeing the linebackers and defensive ends really coming up and making the plays. And then you were seeing tackles, good tackles from corners and safeties. They were coming down hard to hit people. They're poking the ball out. They're rallying to the ball. And no offense to Lovey Smith because I have nothing but respect for Lovey Smith for what he did to the Chicago Bears program. You saw sometimes that type of defense from a Lovey Smith, and that's what you expect from a Lovey Smith team. But even this, this is different. This this is they want to play mean. They want to come up and hit you. They're rallying to the ball. They're having fun. They're confident. And I know people will say, well, they just beat Chattanooga and they lost to Indiana. But guess what? They beat Virginia. So I don't, like, I, your argument's going to go back and forth. They lost to Indiana, yes, and they shouldn't have. I think that's a wake-up call for Illinois. So that loss hopefully is a wake-up call. I already know they're going to say, well, that defense is supposed to do this against Chattanooga as an FCS team. You're right. They are supposed to do this. But like I said, where the Illinois football program has been and where it's trying to crawl out of, you have to take every confident booster that you can and say, yes, this is our job. And so they're not going to overplay this, and I'm trying my best not to overplay this. But when you watch the game and you see what it was, everything I'm saying, you saw how the defense flew around the ball. They came down and hit. They really gang-tackled and did their job. Chattanooga only had, I think, two or three like explosive runs because it was just a better cut by the running back. I'm not saying defense blitz to the to the wrong spot, but wherever they blitz, he made a good cut to go to the opposite. That's just what happens in football. Sometimes the offense makes a play over you and does makes a better play call or a better move. Um, they held Chattanooga to 142 yards, and this was when you started to see the starters get pulled out because you saw they gave up zero points to Chattanooga the whole game. Illinois scored 10, 14, and 7 because Arsatowski was coming in in the fourth quarter. They started to pull those other guys out when they got up 31-0. Brent Bielma said, okay, now we can start getting other guys reps to really be prepared for the Big Ten if something to ever happen. You start to see offense get subbed. You start to see defense get subbed, and they still give up zero points. 142 yards they gave up to Chattanooga, 49 through the air, 93 on the yard because they had a couple explosive runs. Chattanooga ran the ball 33 times. They only got two yards, 2.8 yards pop, passing only 2.6 yards a pop. They had two turnovers. Illinois forced two turnovers on them. So, and that was the other really good thing to see that you got some interceptions caught and the backups did a great job. They came in and did their job. Even against an FCS school, that's what you're supposed to do. That's what you're supposed to do. Um, So the defense looked really cool. It looked really fun to watch. Coach Walters had it going. The offense finally woke up. It finally exploded. You had receivers making plays. You had explosive plays. Um, Tommy DeVito, you know, you know, really woke up and um, threw the ball well. Uh, we had 502 yards of offense, 335 through the air, 329 coming from DeVito. Um, he was 23 of 31. Altogether, we are 25 of 34. We averaged 9.9 yards a pass. 
Uh, we had 167 yards on the ground, 108 coming from Chase Brown. We averaged 4.5 yards per rush. Uh, we only turned the ball over once. We did fumble it. And I believe that fumble came on <laughs> when our defense picked up the football, was running it, our defense lineman was running, and then he, it got poked out. So I don't know if that's what was called for that. I can't really remember Illinois fumbling it. Um, so it was really, really fun to watch that offense finally start to um, wake up and have some fun. You know, again, Tommy DeVille looked great. He's 23 of 31, three touchdown passes. He averaged himself 10.6 yards per completion. Um, Chase Brown did his thing. Reggie Love got in there with 35 yards rushing. The receiving core is what really stood out. Pat Bryant really stood out. He had six catches for 112 yards. He had a couple big runs. He had a lot of catches in a row. He really caught the ball while he was getting open. Isaiah Williams did his thing, nine receptions. 103 yards. He averaged 11.4 yards per catch. He had a touchdown. Um, Brian Hightower had some two big catches uh, for 32 yards. Michael Murchase, he had the, the touchdown catch, the wheel route into the end zone, um, that up and out route, whatever you want to call it. He had a touchdown catch. So to have two receivers go over 100 yards, this is a confidence booster for this wide receiving core, which I was you know, not, not calling out or questioning, but saying that in order for Illinois to take the next step, Defense is going to be the defense. It's going to be fine. But for the offense, we know Chase Brown can run the ball. We know the O-line is younger, but they are starting to block, run block a lot better. They looked good with their wide zone stuff. They looked really good. Um, some of the pin and pull stuff, they looked really good. And then their pass protection, yeah, I think they gave up just a hand, not a lot of sacks, maybe one or two. I can't remember exactly, but that's going to happen. Defense is going to dial things up. They were taking next steps forward. They were hitting people. They were moving people. That's a huge confidence for the offensive line. But one of the things was the quarterback accuracy throwing the ball while he can. But guys got to get open. The playbook's going to get opened up. And these receivers have to do a lot to get open to help out the quarterback. So that way Chase Brown does get his yards. And it's great to see 112 yards, 103 yards, and then 32-25. But if all of them had 50-plus yards, between 30 and 50, 60 yards apiece, that means they're getting open. The playbook's getting open. Um, Screen passes. Key screens were looking good, um, moving around there. So all that stuff looked very good. And when you have a confident quarterback throwing it to them, we're not overthrowing hitches over their head, five-yard hitches throwing it over their head. Um, the way they're able to shift their uh, formations, get into a bunch of different formations to really isolate and get different guys open. And if they have a hot hand, Pat Bryan had the hot hand. You know, Coach Coach Lonnie Jr. said, well, that's what we're going to go with. Uh, Chase Brown's going to get his. He looked great. We don't need, you know, he's a, he's probably going to, if we continue this, he'll be a Heisman candidate just the way he runs the ball. Um, he broke an Illinois record. I believe it's five straight games, over 100 plus uh, rushing yards, broke that. He is um, going to have to get a lot of touchdowns to try to break some records there and some yard records. He's one, he and, he and probably Richard Mendenhall from my lifetime um, are the best running backs we've seen at Illinois. Um, in my lifetime. So we know what he's going to do and bring to the table. These wide receivers are going to have to continue to get better. Um, so this does give Illinois some confidence, and they'll head into Big Ten play on October 1st when they have to play Wisconsin at Wisconsin in a homecoming for Coach Bielema, and they just start in their Big Ten with Wisconsin, Iowa, Minnesota, Nebraska, Michigan State, Purdue, Michigan, and Northwestern. Um, one of the questions now is, if you're 4-0, and 
Um, you would have only two more wins to get into the bowl game. Well, now you have to get three. Is there three wins on the schedule? And I said yes. The way the defense is playing, if the offense can continue to do this, you're going to see um, them win some games. I said Nebraska's a winnable game, Purdue's a winnable game, Northwestern's a winnable game, and then I said Minnesota's a winnable game because the last two years Illinois has gotten them. And the way Iowa's been playing, people are high. They're like, oh, Iowa's going to figure it out. Well, are they really going to figure it out? Um, I think Iowa's a winnable game as well. And so there's opportunities there for Illinois to get to six, seven wins, maybe eight if they continue to get confident and you know continue to get better and grow in this offense. Because, again, remember, it's a new offense. This is an offense they ran last year. It's different. So um, to continue to take those steps forward and do well, it was great to watch Illinois do that. Um, and so they're off to being three and one. They get to scout some Wisconsin on Saturday and get that opportunity after playing Thursday. Um that will wrap up this episode. Again, like and subscribe, follow it, rate it um, on iTunes and Apple, at Coach underscore Steve 72 on Twitter, all that good stuff. Um, check out all the affiliates in the description below. Um, thank you guys for watching and or listening. Illinois being 3-1 is fantastic. Um, go do all that stuff for me. And this is Coach Steve, and we will see you next time. redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Whether it's Baker's Simple Truth Turkey or Mac and Cheese with Murray's English Cheddar or pie made with fresh Cosmic Crisp apples, there are many dishes we look forward to sharing during the holidays. And Baker's has all the fresh ingredients you need to turn today's holidays into tomorrow's memories. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Choose from a great selection of digital coupons and use them up to five times in one transaction. Check our app for details. Baker's, fresh for everyone.